0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Retail Refined, a market scale podcast hosted by me, Melissa Gonzalez. Today, I'm excited to start the year with a, an amazing guest. Her name is Kendra Rockin Ferguson. We actually were introduced years ago through a friend of mine who worked at WeWork, how I started Lioness Group. And it's been amazing following her throughout the years and coming together to have this dialogue today. Kendra is the founder of Brain Trust, and she's going to get into a little bit more about that in this episode. She is also one of fashion and beauty's most successful digital pioneers, not only for creating the social media footprint from Ralph Lauren's fashion empire, but also as the co-founder of Digital Brand Architects, also known as DBA, the first agency to manage bloggers as talent back in two thousand and nine. Kendra is one of the only Black women to have ever received over $1 million in investment for her first company. She has launched three companies herself and achieved over a million in revenue for each within the first two years or less of being in business. She is a longstanding business partner to Halle Berry and Respin by Halle Berry, and a co founder of Beauty United, a non for profit dedicated to driving DEI in the beauty and wellness industries. And she is the host deep breath of business of the beat beauty and wellness podcast. So keeping herself very busy throughout the years, but also extremely successful. Kendra, thank you so much for being on with us today.
1: Oh my gosh, Melissa. Thank you for having me. It has been a long time coming it's so much
0: fun. (laughs) I know it's nice when the world continues to bring um, you back together with somebody so I will thank Stacey Burns for that one. Um, So I told the audience a bit about you which is a very impressive um, resume Uh, but let's start with diving in a little bit um, with your latest kind of uh, venture and initiative and tell the audience a little bit more about Brain Trust Founder Studio.
1: Absolutely. So um, I'm so excited to be here and share. It's such a fun thing when we can look at retail and innovation and technology. And for me to be able to couple it really with my passion around beauty and wellness. So I started my agency, Brain Trust. um, And as you mentioned, kind of after spending about eight years at Fleischmann Hillard helping to build the digital practice group. They're one of the largest PR agencies. Um, Then being the first director of digital media at Ralph. Warren and starting then my first company, my first kind of taste at entrepreneurism um, with digital brand architects. And it was funny because we were, you know, really one of the first agencies to manage bloggers. This is in 2009. And we grew the company and took investment. And I really wanted to get back um, to working with brands. And I love working with talent and influencers, but my heart was brands. And so mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to, Start brain trust. And I sat in my office and I was like, What have I learned from this experience? And it was really about working with smart people that I trust to solve problems. And so that was really at the core. And when I translated that into what I was actually doing in my day to day work, it was really understanding social media, storytelling, um, a lot from an online perspective, especially back then as we were looking at the role of e-commerce, mm-hmm. as well as just brand development. And so that's really been what we've been focused on. And it's funny because Hallie, Hallie Berry was, was really one of my first clients. And so being able to look through this lens of brands of talent and merging of the two It really kind of led me to launch our new initiative called Brain Trust Founder Studio. And it was really this notion of I'm a Black founder, clearly, um, and I have such a network of Black founders who I'm constantly talking to, supporting, mentoring, and they mentor me. And so I said, How do we kind of bring this all together? We know that the main thing that founders need is mentorship, education, community, and capital. And so that's really what this video does. We provide an ecosystem of resources. We provide capital, um, investment, and it's really about supporting the next generation of Black Beauty and
0: wellness founders. Amazing, amazing. Because you're bringing so much than just financing to them, which is critical for sure, but you you need smart money and you need um, advisors. And so that's great that you've put this network together. You at the Nucleus, but also other supporters with you, right? Being a resource for all of these brands.
1: Exactly. And it is, you know, so many people say, especially founders, entrepreneurs, executives, leaders, you know, we have to raise money, we have to raise money and and everyone gets so fixated. And what I found, especially with a lot of the smaller companies is that we've been told that, but that's not where their company is. And so even if someone gets an investment, are they set up operationally? Do they have the right team, the resources, do they have a path to get there? Do they know where their business is going? Are we doing e-commerce? Are we focused on retail? Are we focused on network? So it really is, you need all of those kind of pillars to help make sure that not only is your business growing but it's sustained growth. Because at the end of the day, we want generational wealth, especially as I think about you know the black community, the lack of access that we've had, but the opportunities for us to excel.
0: No, absolutely. And so bringing the multifaceted background that you have, you know, we're, we're changing so rapidly as consumers. And so it's changing what makes retail successful rapidly as well, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's trying to keep up to what that is. So imagine launching a new brand plus being in the mix of like an (laughs) ever-changing moment that's happening, That's a moment that's two years plus. So what is, what is your advice uh, for success, right? And not, not that there's a one size fits all, but as you're working with brands to think about the opportunities of influencers, right? And if you think of your history with uh, DBA, digital, and then physical, right? And 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 keeping the consumer um, at the forefront and the center of all those decisions.
1: You know, it's so much fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's definitely, it, it's fun to think about. And it's also, I mean, I'm working on all the things that I want to learn for 2022, because there is so much here that's evolved and changed. And so I think about this evolution of not only social networking sites, but social networking sites is now shopping sites as influencers, as now owners. You know, we were, we've been talking a lot about consumers to owners. And so Mm -hmm. it's this really interesting paradigm of influencers having their own brands, also being consumers for other brands. And then the new platforms of which we can consume and of which we can shop. And so you couple that with the pandemic where people like our great grandparents and moms weren't shopping online and now they are. And it's this really, that's why I say fun. It's like this conversions as a marketer and someone who's building brands, like putting the pieces together I mean, it's funny, we used to talk, you remember everything was like omni-channel and holistic and 360 (laughs) and it's like 360, like what is that? And so I'm really, we've been looking at, especially as we think about how are we building social communities? How are we layering shopping on top of that? What does the experience really look like? What do people want? And it's also as a consumer, how easy it is to shop. Like I'll be looking on Instagram and all of a sudden, you know, you've bought five things because oh, yeah. it's so easy. I know
0: your <laughs> cart is saved. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like have a cart in my Instagram account with all these things saved and thankfully I've been distracted each time, but, <laughs> but it's so easy to click it. There's these enticing yes. images and, and, you know, it's very stylized and, and obviously they they have their own algorithm. So it's learning me. So it's putting in front of me all the things that they think I would be easily seduced by.
1: Yes. And that, I think the technology piece is so fascinating in terms of, you know, we, we talk about affiliate marketing and when that started, and now we think about all of the data points, how we're interconnected, everything that we read and see. And track. And on one hand, as a consumer, you know, we're in this place where we want it now. We love the fact that, oh, you know that I needed to buy extra light bulbs and then it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's right there. But then on top of that, there are so many things that we have to think about. And I think as marketers, as brand builders, we literally like we've started to just map out where is every possible place that we can be how do we want to use our products to really be in those places? What's the story that we're telling? And then you also said it, what's the imagery? What's the creative? Because so much of it, people are making decisions based upon the feeling, which is old school advertising. But when you put it into these different social platforms,
0: it really does make so much sense. No, absolutely. So what do you think, technology is being one of them, but over the past two years, say, right, um, what are the changes that have maybe even surprising to you, but in a positive way that you see as new opportunities for brands?
1: Well, (laughs) this I think is one of my, what I'm learning in 2022 better um, is everything that's happening with the metaverse. And it's crazy. I was just on a Zoom um, with someone, what's their company, Republic Realm? And they own the largest real estate, Um, in the metaverse in terms of NFTs. And they have this shopping center, they have this luxury master plan community. And it's just, it's fascinating, because the founders came from a different background. than like you and I came, I think she was a banker or something like that. Mm. And so I also think about all the people that can now be involved in retail. You know, I think about everything I've learned during Ralph Lauren and being in the store. And we came from that world. But to think that now you can enter this world in a different way and be so innovative and that we're building luxury shopping centers in the metaverse with NFTs, it's a whole new understanding that we have to be prepared for because everyone that's coming up in this generation, they wanna shop that way. People are just buying and buying and buying that way. So that's something that I I definitely am like, I need to learn. (laughs) and I need to follow it but I also I need to be there and so do all
0: the brands and founders we work with I know it's happening so rapidly I was reading an article I think this morning about people paying their mortgages with NFTs Um, and so yeah it's like it's a whole new world very quickly and I think us living the way we have over the past two years has just accelerated that
1: yeah exactly and it really hasn't I think There was, it's kind of like with Clubhouse, how there was more time to get involved and to grow a community and, you know, people were spending so much time there. And I think that it also with NFTs and crypto and metaverses, people had more time to learn and to share from other people in such a faster way, because you had these communities that had the ability to be on for hours, just teaching and educating And so it really is fascinating. Like we think about COVID and the things that happens, but from an education and innovation, a sharing of knowledge that's forever gonna change the way that we consume, that was really, I think one of the big pivots or transitions that came from that period that now we can't go back, we have
0: to learn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I so since we're on this topic, how do you see, because it's something that I'm wrapping my head around myself, how do you see a brand successfully kind of coexisting, right? Where we're seeing very rapidly, they have to have a presence and thinking about metaverse and all that, but human connection is key when you think about brand loyalty, right? And, and customer yeah. lifetime value and that stickiness. And so when I think about how we've all been living our life, and I know I told you an example of my daughter a virtual verse in person, there is a clear distinction of the human connection that can be created. And so how do you think brands successfully kind of like live in both in a way that they really cultivate customer loyalty, like long-term value? I I'm trying to figure that out. I think that
1: it can't be ignored. Like, I just, I don't think that we can separate it, but I think that it's really interesting. And when you think about human connection and human connectivity and like, how much do we need to make a purchase? And I think that it's also the difference in terms of purchases that we're making, like from a utilitarian perspective, like Mm -hmm. how much do you really need versus a luxury purchase versus an experience purchase and experience. I mean, you know, something that you've been coveting or something that you've been wanting. And so I think that that's where we have to understand what's the role of physical interaction and how much do you need? And then how do you separate your product mix or the category that you're in from a grocery store. I've been reading a lot about the retail media networks Mm -hmm. and how grocery is really such an evolution of that, which makes sense because to me, that's a utilitarian purchase. And so I love to go to the grocery store, but it's more because I love to walk around. Do I have to go? Not necessarily. But then I think about the human interaction that you have when you go to the mall, when you go to Mm -hmm. a retail store that you love, and you're walking through and you're talking to everyone, and you just, you can't match that. Even if you're doing client telling through a social app, I just don't think that you can beat it. What I'm, what I'm wondering is like, does there become a time where it's not as needed and people forget that because everything has been shifted online? And I don't, I don't think so because I think as humans, we're meant. I believe that we're meant to be connected. We're meant to be together. We're not meant to be in silos, but Does that just play out in terms of fun and travel and dinners and lunches, but you're shopping, you feel like you can consume without needing it. And that's Mm -hmm. what I think is a bit scary. I think that we clearly have a ways to go, but the more that these new things come into play and it becomes ease and a life change.
0: Now I wonder. (laughs) I know I do too. I'm going to keep like, we're going to have to revisit this in like a year and see (laughs) <laughs> yes. how it's evolved but because absolutely. it's like it's in my mind and i'm definitely like tracking my my daughter and seeing how you know generate alpha generation versus where we are and how it's yes. going to evolve and what they think about it because they're going to be the future um it makes me i future, will say
1: yeah. it makes me happy that my daughter is still like can we go to target and i think she's getting it from youtube right because she's oh, seeing yeah. all these different things and i'm like oh target, yeah target <laughs> but she's always My like, daughter too, Target? she's <laughs> like, but can we
0: go to Target? And I asked her, I'm like, wait, why have all stores? But yeah, they know. The thing they with Target, know. it's like, what are you going to, you know, that, um, that meme, um, uh, what are you going to buy at Target today? And she says, whatever Target tells me to buy. <laughs> so that is what happens when you go there.
1: It is, it is, I love it, love it.
0: <laughs> um, well, so speaking about the future, where do you see, you know, given that the focus with brain trust is is beauty and wellness, Um you know, what trends are you excited about when it comes to beauty and wellness and retail?
1: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm excited about a lot of things great ingredients, the experience, new products. Um, but I'm also really looking at the new technologies that exist in terms of personalization. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an amazing brand, um, Revive Skincare, and it's fascinating because it's all based upon your own personal skin and DNA and you essentially do like a test and then it kind of tells you, here's the different products, here's what you need. I've learned so much just in terms of my own skin, different terms, different um, issues that I'm experiencing that come from the technology. And what's amazing is that they have literally um, an in-person kind of boutique that you can go in that will custom match and do all these things And I think that experience is where you want to go, but then you can also do a lot of it online. So Mm -hmm. it's really just, it's interesting, like, and it's interesting the different ingredients. Um, We've been looking a lot at some of like the farm to, I guess, beauty cabinet Mm -hmm. um, type of ingredients, how it comes together, like. I'm super excited to see how we're going to utilize technology in a different way. And then I'm excited to look at the different types of ingredients that Mm -hmm. we can use. Um, And one last thing is we have a founder, Lucian, and he just, he has Carbon Plus and he just created or built this new warehouse in Cameroon. And so what's coming out of Cameroon and Nigeria and all these really great ingredients and shea butters and how you mix those with different products across skin and hair and supplements. I just, I haven't seen such an amazing time for innovation ingredients and tech coming together.
0: That is exciting. And I think one of the other things out of the past two years of people being kind of more just still and, 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 and absorbing is um, the bigger commitment towards sustainability that we're seeing, not just brands take, but consumers insisting upon. I think that's really exciting because as you speak of ingredients, you know, it makes me think about that too, is like healthy, cleaner ingredients and just being more mindful about what we put on our bodies.
1: Oh my gosh. There's an amazing brand. Um, So good clean. And it's all just like these beautiful oils that you mix together and you create your cleaning products. And I was like, this is just amazing. And then you just refill, and I, I'm, I love it. At first, I was like, I'm sticking with bleach, but now I've, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it does
0: the job. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I'm mixing so it what, up. <laughs> yeah. So what if you could predict the future, right? Um, and you think five years from now um where do you think you know beauty and wellness are going I think that so much
1: of it is gonna um kind of be determined by what's happening with the metaverse and nfts like beauty coming into the nft space I think is going to just be something that we all have to figure out um I also think that to your point it goes into kind of the sustainability of it all, like looking at ingredients differently, looking where we're sourcing, looking at the stories that we're telling, um, creating ways for there not to be so much waste in terms of packaging, mm-hmm. I think is going to be really interesting. And then I think, even, you know, we talked a bit about retail networks, but it's really exciting in beauty. You look at 13 Moon and what Nakeo and Peter are doing and how they've taken an online space. together all these beauty and wellness brands for good and now they have a partnership with jc Penney, and so you're getting this online experience of beauty Mm -hmm. that i think it's such a great model of online to offline and we'll see more of that especially as the cost of goods the cost of shipping like everything goes up, the cost of ingredients. Uh, we're working with the founder who's been rating on ingredients since last November. So mm-hmm. I think that the rise of kind of coming together in community, having these networks so that you can reduce the cost of having to build it on your mm-hmm. own um, and figuring out CAC and you know cost of acquisition, I think that that's gonna be what people are more focused on.
0: No, absolutely. And just like you mentioned with NFTs and metaverse, just creative ways to, connect with your consumer, I think is going to continue to shape um, a lot of how retail is done for sure. The purpose of the store, you know, and the yes. fluidity of online and offline um, is, is an interesting um, evolution that I think beauty is going to continue to take. I
1: love the podcast that, that you just um, released. And just talking about consumers and now we have to treat not just the consumer, but the workers and like, how are we treating workers in store? And so I think that even when we think about our overall store footprint, there mm-hmm. is this like the workers, the consumers, how do we come together? How much space do you really need? How do you employ people that really care and how do you support them and keep them safe? So it, it really... Um, I was just really, I hadn't thought of it that deeply. So I was mm-hmm. glad that you had that podcast. And it also <laughs> made me think about, I'm, I'm so focused on hiring for the company, but if we don't have people that we treat with respect in our
0: stores, this notion of physical retail is also gonna fizzle out. For sure. I mean, they're I always say this, they are the most important touch point in the store and they become the yeah. storyteller of the brand, right? So think of the position that they... That they have right there, you get the you do your marketing to you get the consumer in the store, and then they're there. And so yes. there is these critical captive moments. You want to make sure that your store associates they're they're able to articulate the brand and the value proposition, and the, as well as the, as well as the founder. And and right, ideally, you
1: so. know what I I it's so funny because as we think about that, I feel like there also has to be. We talk so much about the consumer and the experience, and even. How do we make sure that we're not forgetting the employee and the store associates? And I think, you know, Ron Robinson from PDStat, he does an amazing job. He's like my retail hero. He is always in the store, always talking to the associates because he understands that exactly what you said, like what's the, what you're doing all of this for marketing. You finally have the consumer in the store. How are you treating them? What does it look like? Do they want to be there? Do you keep them there? Because The longer you keep them there, the more you upsell. And so I think founders, business owners have to have that be, you know, the core piece that they're also looking at now more than we did
0: before. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think the one good thing, well, not that one of the many good things about technology is that it, it is another tool for store associates to be better equipped. When you think about it from a client telling standpoint, understanding the consumer, how they shopped you before, um, or just people are walking in the door with more information than ever and that's been a trend and so how do we make sure that the in-store team is e- knows even more than the person walking in the door.
1: Oh my gosh and and the technologies that are coming out and you walk in and your profile on, instantly comes up in a hologram to the store associates and they're welcoming you and giving you your favorite drink. I mean that's what makes it that's why you go into retail. Like I know I'm right. like I'll take a glass of champagne while I'm changing. So it 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 really is creating that experience, merging the technology, getting people in in like a fun way and making sure that the store associates are excited. We used to do so much telling during Pinterest and it was it was so much fun, you know, and that was just scratching the surface years ago.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I think it's been tough times, but it's been um Exciting as well because of all of the possibilities that have been opened up. And I think people just being agile and creative and leaning into new possibilities and them coming to fruition. So, yes. um, um, your position being the founder of Brain Trust, I think you have so much to bring to the companies that you're advising. So, really excited to continue to watch Brain Trust and your portfolio of brands um, to see as they continue to evolve. So, everybody, again, this was Kendra Bracken Ferguson, founder of. Brain Trust. If you don't follow her, I recommend that you do. And thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you so much, Melissa. I appreciate it. It's, it's fun. And
1: we'll do this again and hopefully not five years, but we'll do it again to see all the trends and
0: all the exciting changes in the retail landscape. So thank you. Thank you. Absolutely.